All right, it is officially episode number two of the No Fun Zone podcast. Want to thank you guys very much for tuning in. I am mediocre rodeo announcer Cameron Winland, once again joined by my good friend. He has been the MRCA. Rodeo Clown of the Year, the Amped Up Pro Bull Tour Clown of the Year, the Clown of the Year in our hearts, Accidental Yellowstone Star, ladies and gentlemen, Pro Rodeo Clown, Amateur Exotic Dancer, Tyler Pettigrew. <laughs> oh, what's up, Cameron? Buddy, how we doing? Dude, we're good. And like Cameron touched on a minute ago, we the response we've got out of this podcast is amazing. Um, y'all are truly amazing. The people that have said so many great things and have listened, uh, I can't believe anybody want to listen to us for no. any amount of time, uh, you know, outside of the arena. Heck, some people don't really want to listen to me inside of it, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, y- y'all, y'all are awesome. Uh, I, you know, we, the, our deal was we'll try it. If we get good response, we're going to keep it going. And I uh, think you all made up our mind because we're going to keep it going because we have got so much positive feedback and uh, so much response. Yeah, and, it, it, um, it's been absolutely yeah. incredible, way more than we ever expected. And it's just going to get better from here. You know, we're actually dealing with a new piece of equipment today, uh, trying to make things a little better for you guys. Uh, but you know, like Tyler said, thank you guys very much for all the positive feedback and all the all the views and all the support. It is much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So today's podcast is going to be a cool one. Yes. Um, I, we got some two really, really uh, very interesting characters that I'm sitting in a hotel room with in Lexington, Kentucky, right now, and uh, these two guys—they've done a lot in rodeo. Um, they're going to uh, big places, and I am blessed and very lucky just to be able to call them two of my good friends. I can call these two guys at any time. They'll answer the phone, and uh, one of them will yell at me for uh, doing dumb things in the arena. And uh, when my stuff's not funny, he cusses me. <laughs> and, um, the two guys, our guests, which, are, which they're our first guests on the No Fun Zone podcast. Yes. Disco, Dalton Morris, and the one, the only, Brinson James, the entertainer. Boys, how we doing? Thanks for letting us be the first to pop your little podcast, Cherry. Yeah, I love it. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the one and only Prince James. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. That got weird. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, So we're down here hanging out. We've been here. uh, We got in Wednesday night here in Lexington, Kentucky. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. We got in. Yeah. Dalton was here last night for the American qualifier. 
and clowned it, rocked the house. Oh, man. Dude, that was like watching a mini NFR. Not going to lie. It was. We had the top guys. I mean, shoot. The the craziest part was, uh, well, so far they had rodeos going on all week right here for the American qualifier, right? It started on Tuesday, right, Disco? Yeah. And so they got a qualifier for the finals, which was last night. Right. And so and so we had big-name cowboys, cowgirls, every event coming into the All-State Arena at but nobody in the crowd. Yeah, so Thursday night, they did the first round of the rough start, stock. Uh, no, like, you know, it was at 6 o'clock, wasn't advertised, no fans, free to get in if you wanted to come watch. And, dude, like, uh, Statler Wright was there, the youngest rat brother. Uh, he's 19. Um, Sage Kimsey, Chase Outlaw, Cody Till, uh, Shane Proctor, all in the bull ride. And the crazy thing is, they uh, they only took twelve back for last night's performances. Yep, dude. Sage 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 Kimsey didn't even make it back. Really, yeah, he was the only man that didn't make it back on time. On time. On time is at, at that. Um, the bull did have a little stumble coming out the gate, a little stutter step. I saw him arguing with the judges. It was uh, it was it was it was definitely a little touch and go. But well, yeah, I he, wonder he's if out. He's gonna go to Huber City next week. Oh yeah, he will. Because yeah. he he was in Tulsa last week and. Yeah, I don't think so, and the craziest thing is, uh, Thursday night, dude, Chase Outlaw, 90 points in front of no fans. Yeah. Oh, man. Third one. Okay, but last night he was 91 and a quarter in front of a packed house. But, you know, yeah, I watched that. That was that was ranked. Yeah, yeah. And, and the last guy to ride, you know, the CEO of Outlaw Nation went up there, you know, showed up in Lexington, Kentucky and did the deal. Um, you know, so that one ten grand and he's uh, riding for a million. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, dude. My pick, Chase Outlaw to win the million, hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's that, that that's my pick on the American. Couldn't yeah, go to a more deserving guy he, either. Uh, deserves it right now. I mean, he's been through a lot of, a lot here in the past, uh, you know, this past year, and uh, and to still be able to do what he loves is uh, is awesome. So yeah, no, I think. Uh, um, we're trying, trying. So I'm here for the uh, Bulls, Bands, and Barrels, which is Saturday night. Uh, uh, Dalton was the Friday night show. And so I work on the Saturday night, and it's uh, we're trying to get him to stay, keep uh, Chase all to stay for our bull ride. And um, he, uh, you know, he won the 10 grand, so he's not going to go to another PBR this weekend. So he's kind of just going to lay, lay easy. So we're, uh, yeah, we're trying to convince him. I bet he will. Uh, we were all kind of convincing last night. So uh, we'll see. We'll check the draw here in a little bit and see if uh, he can maybe go two for two in the Kentucky arena there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or right, shoot three for three. Yeah. Three for three, three for three. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, well, you know, we're, we're, we're here with uh, two amazing talents. Awesome. And yes. Um, you know, we, 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 we've got some questions, you know, we were talking about the American and we're just so happened to, you know, Vincent, you worked the American last year. Last tell, year. tell us a little bit about the American. What was that like? It was awesome. It was, uh, it was crazy. First off, um, I was, uh, what the biggest, um, venue, the biggest uh, stage I kind of really ever been on. Um, it was, uh, Dallas Cowboy stadium at 65,000 people in the crowd. Um, it was unreal i mean to be with uh in that building that was the that was the coolest part i mean rodeo is a rodeo but uh to be in that building and bring rodeo into that building was was unreal and i've uh, i've always wanted to go i'm a huge dallas cowboy fan so just to bring that in there was even better um and to hang out and bump into 
world champions in the background. And yeah. my dog pooped in the locker room. So, I mean, oh, that's, nice. I mean, so <laughs> Dallas Cowboy locker room has got a little bit of poop stain from my dog Cheddar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Memories. So, yeah. so with that, like you, you've already, you know, kind of had an, an incredible career up to this point. Was that kind of one of those moments where you could kind of, you know, walk in there, just look at that arena and sit back and think, you know, I, I've, I've made it. This is where I'm supposed to be. Is that kind of one of those moments for you? It, it, it was. I mean, I've I, I never, I'm, I try to stay as humble as I can. So I've always, you know, every arena, I kind of feel like that. You know, I, I've always never really wish or never really believe I should be there kind of thing. It's, it's, it's So it blew my mind to, to actually really walk in there and be a part of that production and stuff like that. I, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I actually got kicked out of... Um, the owners who, who owns the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Yeah, that guy. Jerry, Jerry yeah. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I got kicked out of his personal suite. What? Yeah. So the VIP suites that go all the way around the arena is uh, in between the bottom bowl and the top bowl. And so I would get up there and they have a huge railing that's uh, you know big concrete wall that's right in front of the vip suites and i just got on that concrete wall and started walking and that's right in front of each suite so i would walk in front of a suite and say hey hello to these people and maybe take a, a chicken nugget off their plate or something like that and keep on walking and say hello to these other next people and keep on walking well i jumped down in one suite and uh oh there's some fruit and vegetables so i went over there and got me some uh, banana and some uh some grapes and stuff like that and turn around oh it's taylor sheridan's suite <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I Taylor shared, and I said, "Holy crap! Hey, hey, Taylor, can I take a picture?" <laughs> so I got my phone out and took a picture with him. <laughs> and then, okay, see you later. And went and hopped back on the railing and kept walking. And walked down a couple more and walked down. Now, finally, I walked down to this one that they had a full buffet in this suite. And I said, "Oh!" And I jumped down in there and I said, "Man, you guys got it nice in here." And started shaking a couple people's hands and hey how's it going welcome to the rodeo and then all of a sudden security came up to me right behind my back and put their hand <laughs> on my shoulder and said oh uh you need to go oh. Is oh yeah oh yeah during the american yeah it's like oh, wow. channel oh. well i uh he goes you need to go and i said oh i'm the clown i'm just he says uh you're not allowed in here and i say okay i'm just saying hi to everybody i've been doing it for a ways here and they said, oh, yeah, you can go. And they started to escort me out the kind of back entrance. I said, no, 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 I'll, I'll go away. I'll go out the way I came in. And I ran back to their little railing and hopped on the concrete wall and choom, took off walking. Well, security looked at me the whole way. I kept walking on this concrete wall, and I look over my sh shoulder back at them. And I kept clowning and, and being funny the whole time to other people down you know, when I kept walking away and kept doing my job. Yeah. Well, uh, I keep look back. And security is still looking at me. I'm about a hundred foot away from them, and they're on the radio. <laughs> well, I said, uh oh. So I keep keep doing my thing. I just keep working the room, and uh, then I hear see these two security guards come to me, and these are in black suits. All the rest of security guards got like, you know, like mall security. They got little, you know, uh, reflector vests on and stuff like that. The they bright yellow T-shirt. These yeah. two guys, they were important looking. Yeah. So I, I, as soon as I saw them coming, they got pretty close to me. I uh, slid down off the wall and kind of met them down on the floor. And, and they said, uh, um, yes, we just got a word from chain of command that you're not allowed in any more suites. Oh, my God. 
And I said, oh, okay. I said, don't worry. I already went through about three quarters of them, so I'm working my way down now. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was. I already worked my way around pretty much the whole, almost the whole building. And then now I'm working down into the bottom bowl. And so when you're working at the American, they don't want you in the arena in the way. And they want you on the microphone in the way. So that was why I uh, did good there is because I do really good without my microphone. So I was on the fence, yes. just kind of making fun with the crowd, eating people's popcorn and doing all that kind of stuff. It's the pantomime. The pantomime. And, uh, and at the American, it's not really the place where they want acts or they really want the clown to really come in and talk. They're just, uh, it's only really for, you know, last minute issues and stuff like that. Well, um, in the production log and in our log that we're, you know, the whole sh- run a show, I didn't really have a spot. There was one crowd engagement spot that I was supposed to come in and help to get the crowd, you know, pumped up. But other than that, there wasn't really, you know, any spots for me until we came down to the short round. And the short round was, you know, what, like top three or something like that, top four in each event. Mm-hmm. And then we would switch and go. Well, that was live to CBS. And so they didn't know it, but we needed an extra, like, a minute and a half to two minutes in between every section. Well, they didn't know that. And so, Brinson, okay, Brinson, we need you. Well, that's when I got to be able to do me and kind of, ex- you know, express, you know, come, uh, who I am and kind of show my form of comedy. You sit down there, too. And so, uh, and so that's what it was. It was. That's kind of how it was here, too. Yeah, you kind of had the last kind of second to use a little bit. And, and that's when I got to do one of the coolest things I think I ever got to do at a rodeo. And that was. Uh, uh, my dad, I got to FaceTime my dad at the American. He uh, he had another rodeo that weekend. He wasn't able to make it. Um, I actually had uh, 15 other family members, my um, my girlfriend, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, some uh, a bunch of cousins. They all flown out or drove out to Texas to watch me at that one, but dad couldn't make it. He already had a, another event. Yep. And so I FaceTimed him there in the middle of the arena um, and had him up the camera video my phone and had his face on the big screen. And he actually had his clown makeup on because he was just getting done with a show. And so the whole, it was like he was there. You know, I mean, everybody got to see him. And then I put my microphone uh, up to my phone and he said, how's everybody doing in Dallas? And the whole, everybody screamed. And, and so, yeah, that was probably my highlight of the American. But it was... Uh, it was it was awesome. It was it was really cool. Yeah, that that is really cool. And you got to do the same kind of deal in St. Louis. I saw that. Called you as a yeah. little bo- little booger in front of ten thousand people. So yeah, yeah, no, that was another. So those are uh, my dad. He's worked them all. My dad works. So my dad is uh, Hollywood Harris. He's been clowning uh, for about thirty five, so almost close to forty years now. Um, he's done everything. He's done all the rodeos. He's done the uh, Calgary Stampede, um, Cheyenne uh pbr world finals he was he was the pbr's kind of man before flint came in he did all the um all the series it was uh built for tough series back then and uh and and then what they wanted was pbr was kind of wanting to change their look and dad didn't really want to change it he's that old school rodeo clown look you know he loves the baggies the full the full face makeup yep and uh and so he didn't really want to change. And then that's what kind of Flint wanted to change. And and so that's how Flint kind of came in there. And then Dad kept going with uh, just rodeos. I mean, he's a rodeo clown and doing all the big, those big rodeos. <clears throat> and so that's what kind of got into me was uh, you know, traveling with him, seeing uh, all his style. And he's very pantomime. 
and then um, I can tweak that. That's where my style came from. It's old school pantomime <laughs> with a little bit of tweak and new school on it. Yeah, so before it was Brinson James, it was Boogerhead. Boogerhead the Rodeo Clown. Boogerhead the Rodeo Clown. And, <laughs> I mean, which, you know, if, if, if nobody has ever seen Brinson entertain, which there's not many people in the rodeo business that happen. I mean, you know, that's just a big fact. Like, his style is very different from anybody. I mean, the dude can walk the whole arena panels and, I mean, doing backflip off of 12-foot ladders after you trick rope and, you know, just all, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, um, I, I, I met Brinson in 2015. or Yeah, I think 2015. I broke my leg fighting bulls and uh, was running sound for Brandon McClellan. And we had, we were in Georgia for, I think, Justin Thigpen. And we had a week, or had a rodeo one weekend. <clears throat> Brandon flew home. And I I didn't, you know, I, he, he was like, well, you know, you can just stay down here. So I stayed with uh, Cliff uh, Hollywood. And then, uh, like, a couple days later, Brinson come over. Or maybe the next day after I got there, Brinson come over. We uh, went fishing. Um when you're fishing in Florida and a pond, you do have to look out for alligators because I'm standing there fishing. And uh, <laughs> Brinson comes over and talks to me. He goes, bro, watch that alligator. And I was like, where? And he, like, slaps the water and an alligator swims off. And I was like, dude, in Missouri, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you can eat by an alligator while yeah. fishing, dude. And, and we know your history with wild animals anyway. You know, your good buddy Jackson with his, uh, his uh, wild animal farm. And we know that you and wild animals don't get along so good anyway. <laughs> and that's what I, and so we tried it one time. We tried it one show, 
and I got introduced to Boogeyman, and they called me Boogie all night, Boogie James. And uh, after the show, they said, nope, that ain't going to work. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so my name, Brinson is, you know, that's my, my real name. And it's, it, I just thought that it was, you know, kind of hard to remember. You know what I mean? It's not really something that, you know, it's, that's easy, you know? And mm. so uh, it gets easier to be mispr- mispronounced. So, um, but now that I uh, have the jerseys that are uh, the full board jerseys that got, you know, Brinson on the back. It's, if people can read it, they can see it. It is uh, it's starting to stay. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, you and your dad, whenever you were Blurhead, you and your dad did this pantomime act where I don't even think you had said anything, but it was hat tricks. Like your dad would do a hat yeah. trick, roll it down, roll it back, and then you'd do it, roll it down your arms, and roll it back. Um, but that's what I think is cool, is the pantomime stuff where you're not even... Uh, using your words and you're just uh, entertaining the crowd with emotions 100 percent. that's and that's what i got that all from that that and that's really really good at that. that's really really good at that and that's because yeah. we grew up and our our heroes and stuff was uh our television heroes were was you know um jim carrey who's king of comedy. physical, physical yeah. comedy um barney fife mm-hmm. who's very physical comedy and so and we watched all those growing up and and so always we were always were just very um you know loud with our emotions and stuff and and didn't have to and for 18 years of me working revios i never had a microphone so i'm still you know I'm, I'm still a rookie when it comes to clowning with a microphone i've only been about you know maybe about 10 years which is that's not a rookie but still it's uh, better than 25 years of working shows panama yeah you know what i mean so, yeah <laughs> it's working on that part but it's uh, uh yeah the, the pantomime is is where it's at nowadays because a lot of the clowns think they have to come on the microphone to be funny when you don't yeah and that's and, one thing I, I really noticed about the first time i got to see in, in st louis uh i told my girlfriend who was there with me i'm like you know uh that was a really entertaining dude but i don't re- really remember him talking a whole lot and that's just kind of part of your deal and it really works for you. Yeah, no, it's and a lot of a lot of clowns right now. They just the, the biggest thing that's in, kind of in their way is uh, you know shutting up. You know that yeah. that's that's I kind of joke about it when I tell people is that's why I'm so good right now is because I know when to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and that's when so, some guys. You know, <laughs> I'm not pointing any uh, any fingers, but Tyler Pettigrew he just talks way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Sometimes they have to mute him at the at events. Like, yep, I get so, to deal with him all summer. So just gotta know when to shut up. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, man, that's all we're ever gonna hear out of James again. <laughs> uh, now I'm moving to disco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, like I said, I've been friends with these two guys for a long time, ten yep. years at least. Um, and. <clears throat> Well, oh, we're on disco, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. When, when did we first? Dude, I don't even remember. Uh, you were you were doing Chuck's rodeos. I do know that. And when did we go to the NFR? The first year, um, me and you went. Uh, no, that, that was the same year that we ran into him. Yeah, it had been 2015, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I had broke my leg January of 2015, and that was the year that I ran sound for Brandon. And then me and you went to the NFR because that year in Vegas was fun. Oh yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll get to it, please. We'll, I, I want 
little bit. Okay, we we will tell Ty about Tyler's fear of roller coasters here. Yeah. Um, my two worst friends that I'm in a hotel room with convinced me to do here in a little bit. But all right, Disco. So, man, you you you're doing some cool things, some great things in rodeo. Your biggest accomplishment got to be the circuit finals that you worked this year. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, hey, ever since I was a little kid, I I said I just want the buckle that has PRCA on it. That's what I want. And and this year, uh, it was it was very very uh, uh, close to my heart that I finally got it. Dude, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That uh, so you know I mean just kind of like uh, Brinson here. You uh, you know because like me. Um, I rode bulls. I fought bulls. I packed panels. I did it all. Your dad is quiet. My 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 dad was is my, so yeah. So that's one of the originals. Yeah, um, old Todd. So you know, Brent, Brenton's dad's a clown. My dad's a clown. You know, we're just a couple clown kids clowning around. Um, but uh, down to clown. But um, ever since you were a little kid, disc all you wanted to be was rodeo clown, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, I started. Uh, did we start the same year? I was three. And you were two, right, Prince? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're and I'm I'm 28 next week, and you're 28, 29. I'll be 30 in November. Ooh, you're old. Yeah. Ooh, you're Shut old. Up. We don't need <laughs> look at all that gray hair. Turning 30. Listen, no, listen, no. You got. You're 32. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll be 30. You'll be 30. You're older. Yeah, I'll be 30 in April. I'll be 30 in April. And I'm not okay with it. I'm having a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling everybody I'm 30 for two years. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to be 30. Vincent's rocking the gray I, hair. I, I, Tyler's I, rocking the no hair. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, being on this stage and this level and, you know, everything you've done, it's literally been your whole life, Dalton, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, so, like, uh, whenever I was just in, like, elementary school, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go and, and just follow other rodeo clowns around. There's a guy named Dangerous Dave McKillops. He helped me. Uh, the Jester helped me a lot. And and, and he's he's still uh, part of the ICP. Yeah. Rocking and rolling there. Um, and then every, I just I went to youth rodeos, uh, little regional rodeos around the house, bull ridings. And then I finally broke out whenever I, and did it really hard on my own whenever I was uh, uh, 18. And then, and then I started, I got through college, went up to Minnesota, went up to Iowa. And then uh, ever since then, it just kind of exploded. Um, my goal back then was I really want that uh, showcase buckle, IFR showcase yeah. buckle. Yeah. And I, I went like, three times and and I, I think I'd placed... And then that 2018 is whenever I entered the Specialty Act and the Barrelman Contest. I won both, yeah. and that was that was my goal. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. And then won them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that showcase buckle, and then uh, and then um, got in PRCA, and it just exploded since. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you've got. Uh, I mean, you know, like you've done the MRCA finals and the BOA finals uh the rice bull riding tour finals you know all all of that but i mean well where now forgive me but where was your circuit what circuit did you work wilderness wilderness Eber city utah Eber city utah so yep. you know next week too oh yeah yep yep yeah so walk, walking into that you know kind of like i mean you know what like i mean what was it a moment that you you know it hit you i've made it this is what I've worked my butt off for for so long. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, it had to be a very big sentimental moment. Dude, I almost, I almost cried when I got that buckle. <laughs> <laughs> like they gave me my jacket, and I was like, "Yes, a PRCA jacket that like I earned." And then I got the buckle, and I was like, I almost teared up a little bit. Like it was, it was that that freaking cool. Um, and you know, the finals are just like any any uh, any finals. Yeah. Like they don't really the clown not <laughs> use the clown much uh, because it's all about the contestants, which it should be yeah. um, because that's what people come to see, but. Um, so it was a little different in that aspect, but, um, you know, I worked all year long to, to get there and, and it was cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, not all year, you know, your whole life, Yeah. you know, I mean, like it, it, you and Brinson are the same, you know, y'all dedicated your life to clowning. It took me, I remember when I called you guys and, uh, told you guys I was going to start clowning. You all were so excited for me. I told you to do it. Yeah, uh, did it for a while. yeah I mean, well, I'm bad with uh, directions. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> when you go to start clowning, you're funny as heck. Yeah, you know, um, that's that's one of those deals. You know, I, you said I ain't gonna do it. I, 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 said, I, ain't, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna be a bullfighter. I said I'll ride. Right. I said I'll never be a rodeo clown ever. Well, turns out I was dumb and uh, a lie. I lied to myself, but yep. it was uh, honestly the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I mean, well, you know, you, you, I mean, everyone knows me. I've made some poor decisions from time to time, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. But, okay, tell me this. How and Brinson, you can pipe in here too. How cool is it um, that both your dad and your dad, yeah, were uh, rodeo clowns and, and kind of got to help mold yeah for sure for sure and we were actually talking about this uh yesterday maybe day, day four yeah so another uh group uh friend of ours that is a clown now that's part of our insane clown posse is uh colton homer mm-hmm. and his dad was a rodeo clown as well and so and my dad all three of our dads know 